Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. This technology made available to us through the brains that God gives people around the world gives us an opportunity using podcasting to let you listen to introductions to some of the Bible teaching series that I have done, Bible prophecy teaching series, that is. And one of them is Malachi, a Middle East news update. It's the last book in the Old Testament. It's the last word from God before 400 years of silence and then the appearance of Jesus Christ here on the earth. In fact, Jesus is talked about when Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 says, that great and awesome day of the Lord shall not come until there is an appearance by Elijah the prophet. Well, Jesus said that John the Baptist could have been the fulfillment of that prophecy. I'm getting ahead of myself. This book of Malachi is a very important prophetic book that you need to study. You can do it with us. We'll make this available for you. The phone number to call is 8-PROPHECY-8. It's a toll-free number, 877-674-3298 from all across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and find out about this five-hour CD audio series, Malachi, a Middle East News Update. Say, do you have a few moments? Let me let you listen to the introduction to this series, and I'll get back with you and remind you how you can get your copy of it. Right now, though, here is Malachi, and in fact, a Middle East news update. I want to look with you at the book of Malachi. This is the 39th of 39 books in the Old Testament, contained within the canon that God has given us to understand the messages from his men who wrote down 40 men over 1,500 years, breathed into by the Holy Spirit of God, a message that he wanted to communicate to us. And this prophet Malachi was one of those. Now, he stands right at the edge of the 400 years of silence. We call it the 400 years of silence. I'm not exactly sure why we call it that. It wasn't necessarily a silent period, except for the fact God was not speaking through one of these 40 men until Matthew comes along, and indeed prior to him coming along, God would use a man named John the Baptist. And in reality, it seems like that Malachi the prophet was just at the point of saying, and the next voice you're going to hear, and in fact, that's what it says in chapter 4, is, and he says Elijah, but Jesus, and when we get to chapter 4, we'll look at it more in depth, Jesus said, had the Jews accepted John the Baptist, he could have fulfilled the prophecy of the prophet Malachi in the fourth chapter. Indeed, that would have been the fulfillment and the day of the Lord would have been ushered in the time of the establishment of the kingdom, which indeed he did preach to them for many of the years of his public ministry as he traveled here on earth in those last three and a half years before he went back to the heavenlies. So indeed, it is a, it's the edge of a very important time in history. I said there was not a lot of silence going on except no word from God during that time, but we saw the act of God. We saw indeed the fulfillment of the prophecies of God. In 168 BC, for example, during that 400 years leading up to the coming of Jesus Christ, about at the halfway point, 
Antiochus Epiphanes comes into Jerusalem. He's one of the leaders of the Greek, the Grecian Empire. He was one of those who took one of the sections that the world or the empire was divided into after the death of Alexander the Great in 323 BC, when it was divided into four different parts, north, south, east, and west. Antiochus Epiphanes, Daniel, 360 years before the fact, had given uh, a prophecy that this man would come into existence. Oh, not by name, not by Antiochus Epiphanes or the madman as he was known, but by what he would do. He would go into the temple. The abomination of desolation would take place. It's not the abomination of desolation that is in the end times, but indeed a prototype of that. Because Antiochus Epiphanes would walk into the temple, take his dagger, slit the belly open of a pig, and take the innards of the pig and throw it on the altar, desecrating the temple. That was on Keslov 25, which is the Jewish month of December, December the 25th, Keslov 25, 168 B.C. Uh, the book of Daniel chapter 11 also gives us a prophecy that there would be those mighty men who would rise up, those men who wanted to do the will of God. And indeed, those men did rise up. They were named, uh, their last names were the Maccabees. Judas Maccabee, Matthias Maccabee, all of these men rising up to basically cast Antiochus Epiphanes out of the area, go back into the temple. In fact, three years to the day later, in 165 B.C., again on Keslov 25, December the 25th, they walk into the temple, they uh, get rid of Antiochus Epiphanes, they clean up the temple, they reconsecrate the temple, they find the menorah there, the seven-branch candle opera, they see a flask of oil that is just enough oil to light that menorah for one day. Miraculously, that menorah stays lighted for eight days. Thus, the Jewish Holy Day quickly approaching Hanukkah, the Feast of Lights, the Feast of Dedication, or Hanukkah. And by the way, Jesus Christ celebrated that particular feast day. John chapter 10, he went up to Jerusalem at the time of the Feast of Dedication, the Feast of Lights, or basically Hanukkah. He did celebrate that Jewish feast. In the book of John, you can see he basically celebrated or went up and observed all of the Jewish feasts, all seven of the main feasts, in addition to the other feast. Hanukkah. By the way, um, that's on December the 25th, 168, that the temple was desecrated. December the 25th, 165, when it was reconsecrated, and the menorah stayed lighted for eight days, thus Hanukkah. And the first church council got together and they decided on December the 25th for Christmas Day. And that's where we get December the 25th from, the Feast of Lights. Thus, indeed, all the lights on the tree, the Feast of Lights, the Feast of Dedication, and there are Hanukkah. They don't come exactly on the same day, but that eight-day celebration of the lighting of the candles by the Jews quickly approaching. Oh, by the way, as Paul Harvey would say, now you know the rest of the story and where we got that information from. But that was going on during this period of time. In addition to that, uh, there was a jockeying for position and leadership. The Roman Empire would come into existence. Pompey in, uh, one, in 67 B.C. was involved in braining in uh, the Roman Empire. And they started looking for leadership in the Middle East, and in particular in the land of Israel. And there in Israel, they would select a man who would become 
the king of the Jews, or so he called himself. Very interesting to note, recently there was an archaeological dig that went on at Masada, which is that fortress, one of Herod the Great's fortresses right on the Dead Sea. And in that course of that archaeological dig, they found the remains of a box which had come from Rome, Italy, containing wine from Rome in this particular box, the wine bottles within the box. And outside of the box it said, To Herod the Great, the King of the Jews. The only archaeological evidence that he was referred to as the King of the Jews made so when he went to Rome as a young man in his 40s and then continuing on until his death. And very interesting as it plays into Matthew chapter 2, when the three wise men came at Christmas time and made this statement, uh, we've come looking for the king of the Jews. And Herod said, well, I'm the king of the Jews. They said, oh, no, 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 We're, we're talking about the one who fulfills prophecy. And of course, he then says to them, well, go find him. And when you do, let me know where he is, and I want to come and worship him as well. So all of these activities going on during this 400 year period of time, This 400 years launches off after Malachi. Malachi, a very interesting man himself. We don't know a lot about him. We know what his name means, my messenger. God's going to select a man, not of much notoriety, to be the messenger, to lay out, I believe, four of the most unique, distinct, prophetic messages that would actually fit into our time that I've ever seen in any book of the Bible. It's an unbelievable unfolding of what is happening even as we're standing here and sitting here in this auditorium thinking about prophecy in light of current events. As we go into those four sessions, I'll look at several things that were going on at the time of Malachi as well. But then when we have our next five sessions, we're going to see that he lays out a prophetic scenario that is unfolding even as we're speaking. And and as we dig into these four chapters, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Thank you so very much for joining us on this podcasting opportunity for you to hear an introduction to a series entitled Malachi, a Middle East News Update. You know what's going on in the Middle East will help you to understand the times in which we're living. In fact, it is the time clock that you can understand what God's program for the end times is all about. This five-hour CD audio series, Malachi, a Middle East News Update, is available to you. Call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298. That is a toll-free number from across America. Eight prophecy eights the way I remember it. Maybe you can jot that down and remember it that way as well. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, go to our shopping mall and find out how you can purchase your copy of Malachi, a Middle East news update. We'll look at Malachi, the messenger, and the message. Two brothers, two states, two temples, and two witnesses. That is the five messages on this five-hour series, Malachi, a Middle East News Update. Hope that uh, this will be a blessing to you and help you to understand, in light of the study of the Scriptures, where we are in God's time. Tell you the truth, the answer is the rapture is about to take place. In fact, it could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...